When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is that time of the week. We're going to talk college football. I, of course, have Dr. Earns. What's going on, Doc? Hey, good morning, everyone. Good to be here to talk about football. There you go. And I've got Sex Panther, of course. What's going on? Uh, uh, do, 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 do you hear the difference between his, of course? You know, we, oh, we got Dr. Earns. Welcome, doctor. Glad you're here. Oh, God, we got Sex Panther. Like, take a fucking day off. Yeah, yeah. hi, everyone. Yeah, I, Fuck. I mean, Don't even that's that's kind of That's kind of what I heard. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what Ernst was saying when you were out of just dis- out of the Discord chat. I wish Sex Panther would take a day off. That's what he was telling me. You know, you guys throw me under the bus when we do this shit live, but behind the scenes, it's like, well, the three of us got to be together. This solo stuff isn't working. It's way better when we're together. You guys miss me, even though you won't ever say it on the air. Just I don't know what he's talking about, Ernst. I, I have no idea. I think there's proof from the intro to last week's show about what we say behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is that, too. Go ahead. We couldn't do it without you, Sex Panther. I mean, it was, it's, uh, you're the, the star of the show. There's no doubt. Jesus Christ. No I'm doubt. I'm my boot. <laughs> Panther was the star of the show last week. He was the only one who who won money. He went five and three last week. Wow, good job, Ernst. You went two and two. I went one and four. Yikes! Yeah, that was my worst one of my worst weeks ever in college football ever. But my total hit. So we're going to be looking for totals today. There we go. Back in the game. I'm back. I'm back. I like it. All right, so let's get to it. We got a lot to talk about first up we're going to talk about clemson at nc state it opened up clemson minus 31 on the road and now they're minus 33 earns are they going to win by 90 and still drop in the polls that's been the trend for them uh so maybe they're kind of ticked off about it uh this is just real brief for for me i'll just say the there's an injury bug there at nc state uh they've not been good as of late uh, the head coach Doran called it a code red. They were down 11 starters at one point, and I think they maybe lost a couple more guys last week. Uh, things didn't go well at Wake Forest, so 
if you're looking at that Clemson game one way or the other, that's just some information to check out the, the in- injuries in that one. So, Panther? Um, this wasn't one of the games that I was on. Uh, I will say this. you know, Part of the thought might have been because Clemson was left out of the top four when the initial rankings came out this week that there might be some you know, pressure for them to blow some people out, but there really isn't. All they need to do is just continue to win and they'll make the playoffs. You've got LSU and Alabama going head to head this week. And you've got Ohio state and uh, Penn state going head to head here in the next couple of weeks. So all they have to do is win, take care of business. They'll be in. Um, so th- I, I think they probably could cover it, but I wouldn't bet this game. Yeah. It's at 31. I actually think Clemson was probably the play 33. That's a little high. That's a little high. I would be leaning Clemson here, but I'm not. I can't pull the trigger. Although that total is right on the edge of what I would like. It's 53 and a half right now. So it's it opened at 54 and a half. So it's trending under, but the money's on the over. So there's something to, to you know look at there. Or the money's on the under. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. So screw it. The money's wrong. I like the over here. Is that a bet? That's a bet. I'll take it. Okay. Out of the gate. Let's I- do it. I would like the over too. I mean, that's uh, you're only looking at like 34 to 17. Clemson damn near might score the 53, 54 by themselves. So, um, yeah, I, I can definitely see the over there. Okay. Ernst? I'll be, sta- I'll be staying off of it. Oh, I thought we had you. Thought we had you. All right. Next up, Florida State at Boston College. Much closer line. Florida State opened up at let's see, this is 119. Florida State opened up as a one-point favorite on the road to BC, and now they are a three-point underdog. Excuse me. They opened as a one-point underdog. Now they're a three-point underdog. Maybe two and a half. You can get it either way. So what do you think, BC minus three? Well, I saw a report out there, first of all, that uh, Deion Sanders now in the mix for head coach. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so obviously Taggart uh, out. That is – Probably, you know, a big story in this game. Look, Florida State, absolutely nothing offensively last week versus uh, a Miami defense that's been playing pretty well lately. Um, the Seminoles, they went with Hornybrook at QB. And after the game, Andy Diaz, the head coach for Miami, said he was essentially talking about how nice it was that they weren't playing against a mobile QB. Um, I don't know if he meant to be that harsh, but that's kind of how it sounded when he said it. So I'm not sure if. Blackman would have made a difference in that game. I don't know if he plays this game or not, uh, but Hornybrook wasn't good last game for him. Uh, so Florida State has to get this win to be bowl eligible, and their only other shot would be if they win at the Swamp at the end, end of the season, which seems impossible right now. So they have an interim head coach, uh, Odell Haggins. Okay, So this is interesting because Hag- Haggins took over. He's the D-line coach. When Jimbo bugged out, and he went 2-0 and in the final two games. He coached two games, went 2-0, including a bowl win. So he's he's done this before, and they've won with him coaching before. Um, and he had Blackman at quarterback in that bowl win. Um, Boston College, uh, they beat Syracuse. Everybody's been doing that. Um, they've had a new quarterback since the Louisville game. So the, the thing for me on BC, and I wish this was like an NFL game because they've got some injuries or possible injuries at the tight end position. That's a big position position for Boston College. 
And in the NFL, like an hour before the game, they put out the final, you know, who's playing and who's not. And I'd really like to know if these uh, tight ends are playing for Boston College. So uh, Marvin Wilson, the defensive tackle, he's probably their best one is out for Florida State, which has got me leaning BC in this game. But that, that line move is probably already counted for shifting to three. So, yeah. Panther? This wasn't anything that I'd really looked at. The, the, the Willie Taggart thing is probably the, the big, the big, you know, how, how do the players react? Are they kind of, sometimes players are glad that a coach is gone. They obviously didn't play hard for him. Um, but yeah, there's just too many questions there. I, I wouldn't touch this game myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would leaning BC, but I, I don't think that's enough there to, I think it's a little too high. I should say a little, little too high. All right, next up, we've got Louis. Oh, do you want to look at the total? 63 and a half with everybody on the over? Do you give a shit about that, Ernst? Well, Boston College's defense has been bad. Um, but now those tight ends are possibly going to be out. So, look, they, they play with two tight ends every play and some plays three. So that's why the tight end thing's a big deal for them. So maybe that, that, that would hurt the over there. So okay. that's all I would say about it. Yep. Okay. All right, next up, we got Louisville at Miami. This is number 125 if you're looking at home. Uh, Louisville opened up minus five. Or excuse me, um, excuse me. Flo- Miami opened up minus five. They're minus seven now. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a big line move there. Kind of agree with it. Um, so as disappointing as the season's been for the Canes, if they went out against a couple teams that are projected towards the bottom of the ACC – um, they still have a chance to play Clemson in the ACC championship game. So um, they, the defense for Miami, as, as we just talked about, shut down Florida State's offense last time out. Louisville's coming off a bye. So remember last time Louisville was coming off a bye, Earns came in on BC or had a lean towards BC because there was that stat out there that Satterfield was 9-1 and one, ATS coming off byes. Well, now he's nine and two because they lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you, I mean, that's still pretty good, nine and two, right? So if you like yeah, that, yeah. that, that's you, you know, you would think that stat is still being thrown thrown about, but I haven't seen it this time. So um, last time out two weeks ago against Virginia, Louisville won, but I think they were pretty fortunate there. Uh, there was a really big play that that turned the tide in that game. Um, Brevin Jordan, the tight end for Miami, may or may not play, and he's uh, he might be the number one tight end in the country. I'm not sure, but he'll probably go pretty early in the draft. I'm leaving the Canes here, but I like it when it was earlier at uh, minus five. So it's got to be just a lean for me because they're playing with some momentum right now. Yeah, they're definitely playing with some momentum, but they're playing with some momentum against some shitty teams um you know they they beat pittsburgh by four and then everybody's beating florida state so it's not even really that noteworthy other than that was one of the few games that you and i went head to head last week and then you did take florida state um louisville you know we'll go all the way back at the beginning of the season they opened the season against notre dame and i was pretty hard on them i i I thought they were you know a couple years into a rebuild, but you know, look, they're not playing bad and they're scoring. They're putting up some numbers. They're putting up some yards. The big difference here is their defense. They're giving up 32 points per game. Uh, and I, I think that's just going to be too much to overcome. Miami has a much, much better defense, only given up 18 
points per game. I think that's going to be enough to keep Louisville in check. I would probably lean Miami, but I wasn't going to bet this game. <laughs> I, I believe you said uh, in reference to Louisville, you still can't put lipstick on a pig. Ooh. I did. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger. I am going to bet Miami. I like what you guys said. I think the point spread's pretty close. And I like that the public and money are both on Louisville. And the line keeps getting better for them. It gets, keeps getting worse for Miami. So let's do it. I get to fade the money in the public. And it looks a little trappy right there with that line shift. So I'll do it. I'll take Miami. I'll bet him. There we go. All right. 51 is where the total opened. 49 and a half now. So it's trending under with everybody on the under. As good as uh, uh, Miami's defense didn't play on, I can see why it's trending under. So gotcha. Brevin Jordan would, would lend towards being out, would lend towards the under as well, I guess. Mm. But okay. I don't know if I'm coming in on it at this point. So. Yeah, that, that under that underplay has got to be everything about Miami's defense, and they must not be thinking that Louisville can score on them because you know collectively between the two teams, offensively, they score nearly sixty points. So they're banking on Miami putting on a defensive show, and I don't know that I would try. I think Louisville can can score here, so I would probably lean towards the over, but I, I don't bet over unders typically. Okay, all right. Next up, we're going to skip one, go to the next. 129 is what we're looking at. Maryland at Ohio State. Maryland opened up, my, no, excuse me, plus 42. <laughs> that was almost a slip of the tongue. Ohio State is now minus 44 at one book, 43 and a half at another, at most others, we'll say. So there it is. Ohio State minus 43 and a half. Wow. Chase Young suspended. Just heard about why? it this morning. Do we know why? So I don't think we know why so i i certainly don't but uh could be for one game could be for more i guess so um you know does that make a difference in this game well obviously uh betters don't think so because it's uh, the lines moving towards ohio state i guess so uh look maryland's been missing a couple guys on the offensive line and that's hurt them a lot and uh i think the odds makers are basically expecting Ohio State to score every possession and Maryland to not be able to score. Uh, and that assessment may very well be true. Um, Maryland, I think, is still going to be missing a couple guys on the offensive line. They did get their quarterback, their number one guy back, Jackson, last week. Didn't make a difference because they didn't score an offensive touchdown. I think it was 38-7 to versus uh, Michigan, but that touchdown, I think, came on a kickoff or a punt return. So, um, look, Ohio State's had the best defense in the nation. I've been saying that all year. So, I'm not touching Maryland. But this game went to overtime last year, I think, right? Wasn't this one of the big scares? Ooh, was it? I believe so. I think okay. um, there was a two-point conversion, and mm. it came down to an overtime. Yeah, and I think it was right after they had Ohio State got tripped up by Purdue. So, that, that was what really put Ohio State on the outside looking in because they were struggling against – you know, lesser competition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th th this game. So Ohio state's averaging 48 points per game. They're giving up about eight. That's a, that's a 40 point differential. So the 44 just seems, it just seems aggressive. Maryland has shown in a few games where they've been able to 
put up some points. Um, got to go all the way back to the beginning of the season where they scored like 60 against Syracuse. But you know, clearly they're not going to do that against Ohio State. I think they're going to score, but I, I, I think they'll cover. But I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised also if they lost by 60. I'm not going to bet this game. Okay. I, I'll lean Ohio State here, but I can't pull the trigger. And I found the rumor mill talking. This is just a rumor that he uh, took some money from his agent, perhaps. And he's been suspended while they investigate to prevent, you know, the NCA coming in to put the smack down. Okay. That's so the that's rumor. The- that's not true. That's just a rumor. So I would say, yeah, right. And uh, I would say he's maybe not in the Heisman finalist now. He yeah. was. They yeah. they put him in the, the top four or five recently. Yeah. Just Ohio State, let me tell you, don't cooperate. Ask the University of Missouri. Don't cooperate. <laughs> Fight them tooth and nail. <laughs> don't help the NCAA out. All right. 63 and a half is where the total opened. It's 65 now with everybody on the over. I like it too. I'm taking the over. There it is. The system. It is. Taking the over against uh, the best defense, <laughs> the best defense in the nation. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, look, uh, Ohio State's probably going to score, obviously, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right, Pam. Arch, I got to say, out of all your plays, this is the one I don't love. Okay, don't but love. I don't love, but you, you never know. You've, your your system has worked out very well this year. So we'll see. It, it started to slow down, and then now it's it's ticked back up a little bit. So. We'll see. We'll see. Panther? I know. 66 is way too high. Too high. Okay. Ern said they're going to score in every possession, right? I heard him say something like that. So, I mean, they might have the scrubs in by halftime. It could be 42 to three at halftime. I I don't know. But that's with. I just don't really have a. Ohio State's going to win convincingly. It's just such a big number. Yeah. Um, and then you, you start pulling your starters. Like you just you just don't know. Yeah. Okay. Said odds makers. Odds makers. No, that's hurt. not that's not what I heard, Ernst. Let's, <laughs> just, let's move on. We got Illinois at Michigan State. It opened up Michigan State mine. Oh, this is a 135, 136 if you're tracking at home. It opened up Michigan State minus eleven and a half, and now they're minus fourteen and a half. Yeah, Michigan State's off a bye. And they've had a three-game losing streak to Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State. Uh, the offense has not been good at all. It's been terrible. I think there's some like, what, like one touchdown, 11 quarters or something that like that out there. It's been pretty bad. But the defenses that they've played been pretty good, and two of those I would probably consider elite in you know Ohio State and Penn State. So, um, I don't know. Maybe they've got enough offense to get some points against Illinois. You know, if Illinois made some mistakes, but uh, they're going to be without center Matt Allen now. Uh, they're going to be without their best wide receiver. Uh, what's his name? Daryl Stewart. He'll be out. Um, and uh, Joe Bocci, the All-American linebacker, he's on a PED suspension. So probably going to steer clear of Michigan State here. Um, Illinois has got some question marks personnel-wise. Uh I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to lay like what'd you say it was fourteen and a half, fifteen? Mm-hmm. Fourteen it's and a half. It's hard to lay that with Michigan State right now. Um 
gosh, I guess if I had to go one way or the other for some reason, I would still go Michigan State because look who, look who, look, the Illinois beat Wisconsin, right? Who else have they beaten? Like Connecticut and Eastern Illinois and mm-hmm. uh, Rutgers. Um, so Purdue, Purdue game was kind of fluky, I think, uh, when they beat Purdue. So I don't know, maybe a lean towards Michigan State. I'll put you down for a lean. Panther, okay. what you got? Uh, there's nothing to really like about Michigan State. They, their offense is, I mean, for the last three weeks, and I granted the elite competition, but it's been non-competitive. And their defense really isn't all that great. I mean, they're giving up 22 points per game. Uh, most of that was, you know, against that elite competition. But they even gave up 31 against Indiana. Illinois can score on them. Michigan State's not going to score a lot. So, look, I think 14 and a half, I, I think Illinois is the play here. I'll, I'll bet Illinois. Ooh, all right. Got your first bet of the day for the spread. <sighs> Public and money are both on Illinois. No surprise there. The surprise is the line keeps, keeps getting better and better for him. It's got three points better for him. It's got three points worse for Michigan State. Is this a trap? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> three points is not an insignificant shift. So something clearly is going on. Uh, so, yeah, man, I mean, I w- I'd be leaning Michigan State here, too. I, it's, I think it's a little too high for them to cover. Mm-hmm. 13 is probably a good number for them. But 14 and a half, I don't know. I, I just can't do it. The total in this one opened at 44 and a half. It's 45 and a half now with the public on the under, the money on the over. Well, I think the the um, numbers probably would support a an under bet here. Uh, so yeah. you have to have some other reason why you'd want to go on uh, over. Um, and with Daryl Stewart, the top wide receiver for Michigan State, being out, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd so, probably stay off of it. Yeah, highlight this game. There's all kinds of shenanigans going on. Looks like. Yeah. All right. Next up, Wake Forest at Virginia Tech. It opened up, uh, let's see, 137. It opened up minus three for Wake Forest. It's now minus two for Wake Forest. Yeah, this was a scary kind of game for me because I I think in one of my office pools I have to pick it here. And I'm thinking about – I have to pick a straight-up winner in this. And I'm wondering if I'm going to end up going with Virginia Tech on this. Florida – or Wake Forest – had a win over a super banged up NC State team. We've already talked about that at the beginning, um, where, where they had some between 11 and 13 starters missing. Uh, so I'm not sure how much that blowout tells us about Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest is a little banged up on defense now. A couple linebackers, I believe, are out. So Virginia Tech had <laughs> the near miss against uh, Notre Dame. Um, last week, that was one of my two winners <laughs> was Virginia Tech in that one. Um, book ends up scampering in with uh, their best running back book uh, with 29 seconds remaining. And um, Virginia Tech loses a heartbreaker there. Um, yeah. So, look, I think I'm going to lean Virginia Tech here. I, actually, I think, you know, if you see it up to, is it two and a half or three now, Arch? Is it uh, two? Let's see, two. Uh, two okay two, two. so it's gone back down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I kind of agree with that and I'd, I'd probably have to lean virginia tech here maybe i'll lean. bet that one you're not gonna bet it yeah i'm gonna bet it oh, i'm gonna okay. bet virginia tech in this game I, you know and, and, and here's what now i since that 
I was on um, Virginia Tech against Duke, remember? And Duke just mm-hmm. absolutely annihilated him. Since then, I've been on Virginia Tech three times, and I'm 3-0 betting on Virginia Tech. It's Miami and uh, Notre Dame and then that UNC game. So, hey, there let's get four in a row here. Sounds good to me. Panther, you jumping on this train? Um, no. <laughs> I, 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 my my opinion by looking at the stats here is that I would yeah. probably be fading the doctor here. I, I like Wake Forest offense. They're putting up 510 yards a game. Virginia Tech's defense is not the Frank Beamer defense of old. Uh, they're giving up 400 a game, 260 in the air. Uh, Wake Forest is going to score. I think they'll score plenty to win this game. I like Wake Forest, but I'm not going to bet the game. Not going to bet the game? I'm going to follow you, doctor. I'm going to dump on Virginia Tech here because public and money are coming in pretty solidly on Wake Forest. Line's better for them, you know, from from three down to two. And uh, so I don't like it. I don't like the way the line's moving. You're, you're, yeah, I'm going to follow you, and we're going to go 4-0 and today. There we go. Blacksburg, Virginia is where this game's being played. Mm. They're getting points. So All right. 65 is where the total opened. It's 61 now with the public on the over, the money on the under. So it's gone from 65 to 61. Yes. Public is on the over. Over. The money thinks it's an underplay. So mm, I'd have to look into that one. Yeah, you should. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got 141 Penn State. They opened up minus six and a half against Minnesota on the road, and now they are minus six and a half. Panther, this, what do you got? This is a huge game yeah. um, for the Big Ten, right? And um, whoever whoever broke the Big Ten in half really kind of screwed the pooch by putting Ohio State, that team up north, and Penn State all on one side. Um, so, this, But this is a huge game for both of these teams. Minnesota can really take control of the western side and get to the Big Ten championship game. Penn State, on the other hand, I mean, they, they have to have this one because they still have Ohio State looming. The, 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 real, the reality here is, is Minnesota's 8-0, but they haven't beaten anybody. They're just – it's Maryland, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois, Purdue. They're like, they have not beaten a ranked team yet. Penn State, their offense is slightly better than average. They can score, but their defense is just so, so good. Um, I think the line is probably correct because because Minnesota, you know, just keeps winning and taking care of business. And then their defense has been much better their last three games, right? They've only given up seven, seven, and ten. Um, but, look, I think Penn State is the real deal. The committee thinks that a real deal. Ranked them number four uh, in, the, in the initial rankings. I think Penn State on the road can cover this game. I like the Nittany Lions minus the points. Yeah, look, there's no surprise to me that Minnesota's having a big year. If you go back to the first show that we did, when Arch asked me if I had anybody else, I said, look, you can't go wrong betting P.J. Fleck in his third year here. So, look, they're 8-0 now, okay? Now, if you compare the teams offensively, um, I think these teams are probably pretty close. Penn State's got K.J. Hamler. Uh, they got some good skill players. Uh, but the edge at wide receiver, you know, Minnesota's got the first team all Big Ten, uh, Tyler Johnson, and they, they got a lot of other good receivers as well. The offensive line, I think it was the Vikings, but um, they have a bigger offensive line than, than some NFL team. I think it was the Vikings, but it's a pretty big offensive line for Minnesota. 
good running backs uh, for Minnesota and a, and a quarterback that's been pretty decent as well. So defensively, I think is where you give the edge in this game to to Penn State. Um, is it is it six and a half points better? Um, I'm not sure, but the game's also at, at Minnesota. So look, um, you know Minnesota's obviously got uh, what's been a pretty decent defense. So Penn State, you know, versus Michigan, you got to remember. There was a drop TD pass for Michigan at the end of that game where, you know, maybe that could have gone Michigan's way. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to ever so slightly go towards uh, Minnesota in this game. I might have to end up betting it, but for now, for now it's a, a lean. Just a lean on just a lean here. Huh? A lean on Minnesota, yep. Ah, seven and a half, it's or six and a half, excuse me. Uh, it's. I think it's right about there. I think touchdown. It's a touchdown game. I, I can't bet this one. I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna go with Panther. I'm leaning Penn State here, but I can't quite pull the trigger. It's it's just a little too close for me. Public and money are both on Penn State, by the way. So keep that in mind. Line's not really shifting much. So that could be scary. Well, that that would uh, that would tell you Minnesota now, wouldn't right. it, Arch? Yeah. Okay. Tell you okay. Minnesota. We'll see. We'll right. see. We'll see. Calm down, Ernst. Calm down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's 47 and a half right now, total-wise. It opened at 48, so it shifted a half point down with everybody on the under. So it looks like they're thinking yeah. defense in this one. I've, I've been looking at this over-under arch, and like you said, a couple of really good defenses. Okay, Game's going to be played in Minnesota, cold temperatures. Maybe a little you know, flurry here and there. Uh, ball might be a little bit harder to grip. And uh, so I think I'm going to get to the window on the over in this game. You can put that Ooh. down as a bet for me. Wow. You zigged <laughs> Zach right there. I zigged it. Look, yeah. um, here's one thing I'm going to throw out there real quick. Okay. So and I don't think I've seen this before, but since uh, Fresno State, I don't think Minnesota has played against a number one quarterback. Um, so... And I, I can't run down through who they've played. But off the top of my head, there's Nebraska. Nebraska. Martinez was out in that game. Sindelar got hurt for Purdue in that game. In the game, uh, Shy Wirtz, when they played Georgia Southern, he was the big quarterback for them. Uh, he didn't play in that game. Uh, who was the last game that they played? I don't, every team that they played the last five games. Um, Peters for Illinois when they blew out Illinois. He didn't play in that game. Illinois had a backup uh, quarterback there. So every team that they played. So if they play a team now that that can maybe surgically dissect them a little bit more, I would expect uh, Penn State to maybe score some points here. And and Minnesota's an offensive team as well. So over. Panther, what do you think about that? Over? No. No. Absolutely not. Um, you know, just based on the line, the over under and where they got the line, you're looking at 27 to 20 and I don't see it. Um, you know, Minnesota probably has the better running back and their rushing game is averaging 204 yards per game on the ground, but Penn state is only giving up 68. So look, if Minnesota can't run the ball, I'm not saying they can't, but I don't like their odds. They're going to have to throw the ball and I just don't see them getting, you know, to three touchdowns, 27 mm -hmm. to 20, Seems aggressive to me. I, I I like the under here. Okay. Are you you want to pull the trigger on it? Or is this just a lean? No, it's just a lean. Okay. Okay. Lean under. Gotcha. And 
Oh, yeah, I, I'm not sure what to make of this one. I, I, I think ever so slightly, I like the over. I can't get, I can't, uh, can't bet it though. So I'm going to leave I, the over. I got to say, Arch, I feel like the table is uh, set for you here. You've got Earns taking an over. You've got everybody on the under. And Sex Panther agreeing with that. And so, oh. all, you know, it's all been put out there for you. That's true. That's it's true. Been, I didn't, I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, don't, don't, let, don't let one in four sway you, man. Just take, take, take that over. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. I, I'm on the over. I'm on the over. Lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Next up. <laughs> next up, we got Purdue at Northwestern. It opened up with Purdue minus two. It is now Northwestern minus two at some books, two and a half at others. So there it is. Complete flip-flop. Yeah, I jumped on this game because I have no idea what the hell is going on. Northwestern hasn't been able to score against, you know, a community college JV team. They, they literally have the, the highest they put up is 15 points in their last five games they didn't put up 15 points, or they put up 16 points in their other four games combined. All losses. They're getting obliterated. Um, I don't understand this line movement at all. Vegas knows something. There, that there's something awry here. I mean, to, to me, the play, the, logis- the, the logical play, the statistical play is Purdue, but Vegas knows something. Maybe Doc knows something, but I do not understand this line whatsoever. Well, Purdue is going to be down to it. Looks like their third quarterback. So, Sindelar, they lost uh, Plummer last week or the last time they played. Sindelar, I think, is close to returning, but I'm not sure he's going to be back. That might be why the, the line has swung. Northwestern just got, uh, well, they lost 34-3 last week to IU. Um. But I don't think the loss should have been that bad. Uh, they made some mistakes. But look, yeah, like Sex Panther said, this has been a, an atrocious offense for Northwestern, so it's kind of hard to bet on them. Um, yeah, I got. I think I got to stay stay off this one uh, because, look, Jeff Brom, so far in Purdue, despite a three and six record, they're five and four ATS. So they they've been a, a team that's won if you're betting on them this year. So. Um, I think it's too close to call at this price. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, the money is coming in on Northwestern. So, I mean, the line shift seems to make sense. This could just be, you know, there's more money in Chicago than there is in the entire state of Indiana. Like, that, there could be. It could be that. I don't know. <laughs> could be it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's something's definitely going on because the, the, the line flip-flopped and the total has just plummeted. It's from 40, 42 to 39. So it's trending under with the public and the money on the under. So yeah, something's clearly happened. Yeah, but I, I'm off the game. I can't. I can't pull the trigger here. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not pulling the trigger. Okay. I mean, it's probably like a heavy lean on Purdue, but it's. I just saw that line and I saw and I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Because Northwestern just sucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so we all. So we all agree on this one. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. We all agree. Stay away. Stay from away. It. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up, we got Baylor. At TCU, this is line 161. Baylor opened up minus one. Now they're minus two and a half on the road at TCU. The number one team in the Big 12, just like everybody said, <coughs> is, is the is, Baylor Bears. Yeah. Eight, no. Who th- would have thunk it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
It's like RG3's threes back at back at Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably the last time. That, yeah. <laughs> but the TCU, you know, there used to be a time when TCU, like you could count on them for their defense, right? You, Gary Patterson always had these guys. I mean, it, it was a just a stretch the score on a, a horn frog defense and now they're giving up 26 points per game um they've kind of turned into like an offensive juggernaut if you will they, they score pretty well but look this is all about baylor they're, they're not getting any initial love from the committee right as an undefeated 8-0 team they've only got them at number 12 but they haven't really played the part of their schedule they, it, this is actually really shaped up very nice for them they've had like an eight game tune-up before they get to oklahoma and texas but look they've beaten a really good k-state team a really good okay state team and uh and uh they you know they i I just don't – right now, I can't go against Baylor. TCU has shown, you know, lapses in, in their defense. Um, the only thing the only thing that gives me pause here is that TCU is really, really good at home. But I'm going to trust Baylor. It's only two and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the Baylor Bears here. Yeah. Um, like Sex Panther said – TCU defense has been kind of hard to figure out. There's been times where I've seen him play and I've thought, wow, this is a really good defense. And there's been times where they've just completely laid an egg. Um, so, I mean, what happened in the, uh, which game was it? Uh, Iowa State game, the defense didn't look good at all. But the defense didn't look bad against Texas. So, uh, look, TCU's been about how their quarterback has been um, this year. The quarterback's a freshman, and he's been kind of up and down. TCU's been kind of up and down. Baylor did not have a good showing offensively last game at West Virginia. Now, it was at West Virginia, um, but I would have expected more out of Baylor offensively in that game. So I've got to lean with these points. TCU at home, I'm going to at least lean TCU here. Ooh. I think you should change it. I think you should oh, change it from the lean to a bet. TCU's going to cover this game, the two and a half. Public and money are both on Baylor, so the line is moving in the right direction. But I just like it. I like TCU. I think they could probably win. I think they can do it. I'm betting TCU. I won't money line it, as you guys know. <laughs> but I'm taking TCU plus the points. I like it. Upset watch. You're going to see that on the screen. Upset watch. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight no versus four and four. Yep. It's going to happen. That kind of things that happen. Yeah. So uh, total here is 53 is where it opened. 48 now. The, uh, the It's trending under. The public is on the under. The money's on the over. So the total is moving the opposite of the money. That's uh, extremely bizarre, I would say. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I can see why it's gone under with uh, as good as these. I mean, I would think it would, it would go under. But... A five-point shift? That's a lot. Yeah, there's there's not a chance, and I will actually I don't bet over unders. I will bet this one over 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 by a lot. Yeah, see, there's something going on in this game. It's it something smells weird. Something does smell weird. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up we got 167 LSU at Alabama. It opened up with Bama 
at home, minus five and a half. And it's five and a half still at most books, although Bet365 has it at minus six. Yeah, and I think this opened up at minus six and a half, if I if I recall. Um, I mean, this is this is the game of the, the day, the weekend. This is de facto playoff game. I suppose there's a chance that the loser could still get in. I'm not a real big fan of that. If you don't even play in your conference championship game, I don't know how you get into the be the best in the country. But I digress. This is going to be a fantastic game. I'm really quite stunned at the line. LSU has been so good all season. They've played three really good ranked teams, uh, beat Auburn by a field goal, beat Florida convincingly by two touchdowns, and went into um, Austin and beat Texas. So they've got the the check marks everywhere that you want to see them. They've, they've got a, a great offense, a better than average defense. They've played, you know, every every possible team. They foot stomped that the teams are supposed to. Oh, and oh, by the way, they probably have the leading Heisman candidate in quarterback Burroughs, who's thrown for twenty eight hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, and only four interceptions. So that leads me to be asked the question. Why is Alabama favored? Is it, is it is there that much money and public on Alabama? Is it the perception that it's Alabama? Why is Alabama favored and favored by so much? This to me, this line seems off. Uh, Alabama hasn't played anybody. Um, the the biggest opponent they played is Texas A and M, uh, and they beat them convincingly. But Jimbo's still trying to you know get that program turned around. My my heart is telling me to take LSU here. Tua is going to play for Alabama, but that never really influenced the line. Even after uh, Saban said that, that Tua was going to play, the line actually got worse for Alabama. But something about this line seems off. It's almost like Vegas is inviting you to take LSU. I'm going to lean LSU because I'm really hesitant because – Something just seems off to me, but this is definitely the game that I'm going to watch this weekend. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't really have a ton to say differently from what already has been said uh, by Sex Panther and everyone else on this game. Look, we all know LSU has played a tougher schedule. Uh, we all know that they're different, uh, really good on offense this year. We all know Burrow is up there at the number one on a lot of Heisman voters. Um, Bama's been blowing everyone out again this year, so uh, there's no news there. Um, you know, one thing that kind of st- stuck out to me was in this game this year, or last year in the national championship game, every all the talk was on Alabama, and nobody was really talking about Clemson. It's weird because everybody in this game, like 80-90% of the talk is about LSU. You're not really hearing much about Alabama in this game. Um, I'm 3-0 this year betting on LSU games. Uh, I bet um, on LSU against Texas and on, and I bet against LSU against uh, Auburn. Um, so I'm no stranger to LSU this year. Look, I, I just the, – the line is the way it is because basically Vegas is saying Alabama's one point better. Alabama's at home. 
So that's why you're seeing a five or point line there. Um, if, um, you know, I think Tua played last week a few snaps. So, I'm, you know, he's going to play this week. And uh, I don't know. This one's too close to call for me. My, my initial gut went to LSU. But uh, I think I'm going to wind up sitting this one out because I think these teams are really close. Yeah, yeah. I, they're really, really close. I'm actually leaning Alabama here. Uh, I think they can win by one touchdown. But uh, not enough to bet it. Public and money are both on LSU. You guys are right. So the line's getting a little bit worse for them. It's got a little bit better for Alabama. So that makes sense. So I don't see any, you know, I don't see anything that's too off, uh, you know, too outlandish here. Um, the total opened up in this game 63. It is 63. The public's on the under. The money's on the under. It hasn't really moved much. So something to keep your eye on here. Um, the over might be the play. I think their offenses, you know, LSU is averaging 47 points per game. Alabama is averaging 48 and a half. But those numbers are really escalated by their bad competition. Um, you know, they, they, they run up the score, especially Alabama. I think this is, I think this is going to be a war of the trenches. I, I'm kind of leaning on the under here. Yeah, I mean, one thing I can say about LSU is – their defense didn't look super fantastic at Vanderbilt. Really didn't look that great against Florida. You know, Dan Mullen's an offensive coach there, but they scored four score touchdowns on four of their first five possessions against LSU, and LSU really couldn't stop them. So I don't know what that what that says. That that would probably lend toward the over there, but uh, we'll see. It seems like everyone's on the over. Everybody is on the over, but except for the public and the money. Yeah. Wait, the public in the money the way, says on the uh, under, under, on the under. Okay, wow. Yeah, everyone okay. thinks it's going to be yeah, a defensive game. Yeah, I, I think I this don't... is an underplay as well. Okay, that's really surprising to me that people are coming on the under with LSU's offense. Yeah, it's always surprising when the public's on the under. <laughs> it's just yeah. always, always yeah. surprising. All right, next up we got K State at Texas. K-State, oh, and this is 183. K-State opened up minus, or excuse me, Texas opened up minus six, and now they're minus seven against the Wildcats. Earns? Oh, yeah, Texas is coming off a bye. They're getting healthier. The last game versus TCU, uh, they were banged up in the secondary uh, still, and uh, they had a wide receiver, Eagles. He didn't play due to a suspension. Cade Brewer left in the second quarter. So they've got everybody back in the secondary, um, basically, for this game. Uh, and this is DBU. Uh, Eagles, the wide receiver, is going to be playing again. They're going to get a, a running back back. This is going to look a little bit more like the team we saw play, the Texas team we saw play LSU. Uh, Kansas State had that big win over Oklahoma. And Oklahoma had a defensive back that was ejected in that game with only, that only left them with a couple of cornerbacks. In that game, and one of them was a true freshman, so that may, might have assisted the um, the blow the offensive explosion by Kansas State. Kansas State's got a pretty good defense, uh, but I'm going with Texas minus the points in this game. Gotcha. Yeah, that really surprises me that uh, you're jumping on Texas. Here's um, here's what I'm looking at. They lost at TCU. They barely beat Kansas. 
They lost, you know, Red River to Oklahoma. No shame in that. They couldn't put away West Virginia. They had trouble against Oklahoma State. Like, Texas just is not getting it done, and it all revolves around their defense. They're giving up 465 yards a game, 31 and a half points. Like, without even touching on what K-State's done this year, I would just be inclined to take whoever's playing Texas plus the points. Um, but K-State, you know, the, the resurrection down there, you know, with this uh, – I, I never even really caught his name. I just know he came from North Dakota State, the, the head coach down there. He's going to – he's got that thing going first year, the right direction. He's going to start getting some really good recruits in his uh, upcoming classes. You know, they beat TCU. They beat Oklahoma. They ran all over Arches Jayhawks. Uh, about the only plus for the Longhorns is they had a bye week last week, so they, they got to rest up a little bit for this game. But as bad as that defense has been, I just cannot trust them to cover a touchdown. I'm going to take K-State plus those seven points. You going to bet it? Yeah. It's better. All right. Got you in, K-State. I, you know, I got to lean Texas here. Uh, you know, it's just the public and the money are both on K-State. The line, The line's getting better for them. It's getting worse for Texas. This could be a little trappy. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean K State here, or excuse me, Texas minus the points. And I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna back the morons that said Texas is gonna win the Big Twelve this year. I'm, I'm gonna follow that. There's some talent there. <laughs> they still might. They still might. Well, <laughs> let, 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 let's uh, let, let's uh, let's go with the the other option there, which I think uh, I remember someone else calling for for to win the Big Twelve was uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Who's closer? <laughs> Oklahoma. All right. Two games left. Let's survive. Iowa at Wisconsin. It, uh, it's his game 193. It opened up with Iowa minus nine and a half. It is my Iowa minus nine and a half at Pinnacle, minus nine at pretty much every other book. Yeah. The Badgers are just coming off of like, you know, what they had a bye week last week, but even leading up to that, just the humiliating loss at Illinois and then the absolute beatdown that I did call uh, at the hands of the Buckeyes to just look like an absolute juggernaut this year. So, you know, they've, they've had a week. They've got two weeks now to, to get prepared for Iowa. Um, there's – look, Iowa, I just – I've never been a Kirk Ferentz guy. I just feel like he's been you – know, I don't want to call them a fraud, but they're, they're pretty much the same thing every year, right? Eight and four, nine and three, go to some mediocre bowl. Um, I just they, – their offense doesn't really move me. Their defense has actually been pretty good this year, but their inability to, to really generate any consistent offense, I just can't trust them in this game on the road. I've been to Camp Randall. That is a, a jumping stadium. It's a fun place. Uh, Wisconsin's really good at home. We'll point out that those two losses they had were on the road. So um, nine seems a little high. Iowa plays everybody so close. But I think Wisconsin can take care of business, get themselves into a, you know, a New Year's Day Bowl or whatever day it's going to be this year. Um, but I, I like Wisconsin minus a nine, I'm gonna, and that's a bet. Yeah, uh, I think these teams 
or they seemed a little bit closer to me, and I would have thought mine would be more around six or seven. A little surprised to see it uh, nine, nine and a half where it was. Um, you know, look, I don't know. Uh, I guess I would have <laughs> to lean based on that on on Iowa game. Uh, it is at Camp Randall, so that's been a pretty tough place to play for anybody coming in there this year. But uh, seems like a lot of points for two teams that would be a little bit closer. I think Iowa may be a little bit banged up offensively. I can see why. Maybe I think the number's going a little bit under here. No, yeah, no, the, the total is, uh, what, 39 square to open? It's 38 now with everybody on the under. 38. Yeah, that's pretty low. That's, yeah, it's probably going to go under. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's got a couple teams got that run the defenses. Ball. Yeah, they run the ball. You got two defenses that only give up around 11 points per game, and that's even with that Ohio State outburst you know, against Wisconsin. Um, and then Iowa, like I said, is, it's a pretty pedestrian offense. So I, I would feel pretty confident taking the under in that game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going over, that's for sure. No, no, no. It's going to be what, 14 to 9? Is that the, is that the final <laughs> score? <Yeah. laughs> Could be. Okay. All right. Last game. we got to scroll all the way back up to game 127. We saved this one for last. Notre Dame at Duke. The Irish opened up on the road minus six. They're minus eight now. Panther, Ernst, who wants it first? Panther wants No, I'll take it. I'll take it because Ernst will just um, – he's just licking his chops about last week, yeah, which, which I kind of called it. I just didn't – I just followed my heart and took my Irish. But, look, the, Brian Kelly, after a loss, is – I mean, he just can't get his team motivated – they stole a win out of the jaws of defeat. That that Virginia Tech earned that win and, you know, dropped it there at the end with Ian Book scampering in the corner of the end zone uh, at the end of the game. But Notre Dame, I'm going to have question marks about them all season long or, you know, the rest of the season, I guess, if you will. I think there's a lot of noise uh, about Brian Kelly's job. And I don't think Notre Dame will fire him. I mean, you know, six and two. He's been to you know, gone undefeated a couple times. Um, it's he's not fireable, but I think his tenure is coming to an end. Whether it be this year, I think next year is definitely um, his last year, regardless. So, if a if a job opens up, I could see Brian Kelly uh, taking a walk. But you know, as for this game. I mean, it's just so hard to trust Notre Dame right now. You always get somebody's best. Um, you know, when, when you take the field and, and Duke will be no exception, they've played, even with their losses, they've been very, very competitive, say for that Virginia game, they got blasted, but, um, look at home for Duke and eight points, I'm only going to lean it. I t- typically don't bet against my Irish, but I will lean Duke plus those points. Hmm. Wow, going against the Irish, but only a lean. Okay. Uh, Duke coming off, uh, I think they're off a bye, but uh, the last time out they were um, – Cutcliffe was not happy about things after that one because I think he felt like he got one stolen from him against UNC. That was a really close game. Uh, Notre Dame for them, they've got uh, two offensive line um, – players out for the year a couple of their more experienced maybe a couple of their better offensive linemen out so that can't be good for them 
Um, I've liked Duke's defense all year. And uh, I don't know about one, one way or the other. I guess I'd maybe lean Duke here. But I'm not betting uh, against Notre Dame here. But uh, I am going to look towards the under here. Uh, so we'll see what the number is. 53 uh, is where it opened. 51 is where it's at now with everybody coming in on the under. Yeah, I can see why they're coming in the under. And I guess I would probably have to agree with that based on what I've thought uh, with Duke's defense so far. I'm not going to bet it right now. I'm going to lean the under. Okay. I would probably lean the under too. Notre Dame's offense just seems completely out of sorts. Uh, and I don't really trust Duke's offense to put up, you know, a, a ton of points. So if, even if you were around, you know, 28 to 20, that still puts you on the under. So I, I think it's probably an underplay. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's an under. I'm leaning under. I'm leaning Duke here as well. Public and money are both coming in on the Irish. No surprise there. The line's getting worse for the Irish. No surprise there. Yeah, there it is. We're all in agreement. The under and Duke. We just can't, we just can't pull the trigger. No, there's probably a reason. <laughs> yeah, could be. All right, that's it for college football. Panther, why don't you take us home? Oh, I'm still, looks like I'm three and a half hours from home. So out here working. So uh, you guys know the deal. You hear Max's spiel all the time. You know where to find us if you're listening to it already. But jump on Discord. If you're not on Discord, download the app. Get in there. Shoot the shit with us. Talk about what you got going on, whether it be NBA or, you know, NFL, college football, whatever. Get in there. Talk to us. Just some regular guys having fun. And when it's all said and done, kids, make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.